To the Secrets of Estheticians podcast. I am Lisa Lazarus. I am Libby's sister and also the creative director here. So I just wanted to let you guys know we also sell online and in-person classes. Roller waxing, soft waxing, sugar waxing, hard waxing. We also offer intimate skin lightening and we have a class called Wax Your Way to 100k that gives you lots of tips and tricks to boosting your business, including using Groupon. So if you like us, come and follow us on our Facebook group. It's a lot of good information from your peers. You get support, ask questions. We'd love to have you. And now the show. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited because today I am talking with Jessica Young and she is the creator of the famous horseshoe wax and it is a fantastic waxing technique and you've likely seen it um, so Jessica um, a video of some of her waxings went viral a few years ago her technique has blown up, and so I'm super excited to have her here to talk to us about. Hi, Jessica Young. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm good. You are good. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so excited to have you here. So you're in your shop today? I am. I just got here, and we are already packed, so hence the continued, you know, coronavirus protocol. So, right. Um, <laughs> yes, we are packed. Oh, yay. How many clients do you have today? Um, today is an easy day. I think I only have like six. So pretty light day. I don't work as much as I used to anymore. So my schedule is I only work from like 12 to six now. So oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, so about, I guess during, uh, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, I saw a picture of one of your um, famous horseshoe whack method techniques. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I've never, and I've been waxing for over 20 years. And I was like, what is this? Who is mm -hmm. this? And so it took me a little while to actually find you. And I found you from another group, a Facebook group. And like people were giving a really hard time about this technique. And I was like, so I did a deep dive into your Instagram. And I was like, well, this girl's been around for a long time. And you don't last in this industry. Most people, I think the statistic, there's some crazy statistic, like most people don't last past two years. And then, like if you last past seven years, then most people make it a career. And so you mm -hmm. had more years on me. Um, and <laughs> I was like, um, and I also focus on Brazilian wax. And so I was like, what is, so then I got to know you and I just really liked who you were. Um, and you were so willing to like help people. Um, and you know, this business, as I say all the time can be really ugly. Um, and you were just so awesome and just had like a strong personality. And I just, um, and so tell us your, um, your license is a master esthetician. You started in, you started beauty school in high school, right? Um, no. <laughs> okay. So no, I actually did not go to beauty school until I'd already attempted two failed apprenticeships. 
So um, I actually started out with my aunt very young. Um, I was 15. I was apprenticing under her. She had a shop. I, you know, would sweep hair for her and send out postcards back in the day before social media. So um, I would send out her postcards and um, that marriage didn't work out. So that apprenticeship ended up not working okay. out. So that's how the first apprenticeship didn't work out. The second one um, was with an esthetician and I was in Birmingham. A uh, best friend of mine opened up a salon in Mountain Brook. So that was my very first like spa experience, which is totally different than a salon. So um, I did an apprenticeship with an esthetician there and um, she never reported any of my hours. So when I called the state board to take my test, they had no idea who I was. So second failed apprenticeship. Um, then I finally went to school. So then I went to school twice. First for cosmetology because esthetician really didn't exist in my area. Um, and I tried that for a long time and then I'm kind of bougie. I didn't want my license to say cosmetologist. So when they opened up an aesthetics program, I dropped out and went to aesthetics school. So that's how like long it took me to actually get my aesthetics license. So, and then after you got your license, did you start to work for yourself right away or did you work for someone else? No. Um, I worked, um, uh, my best friend actually opened a salon or a spa in Mountain Brook. So I worked there. Um, even though I wasn't licensed, I mean, who knew, you know, I worked there as an esthetician for about four years. Then, um, I moved back to Mobile cause that was, um, let's see, I moved back to Mobile and I started working at, um, a really big spa down here and I worked there for 10 years. So they actually hired me on um, just with my experience without even actually having, because I was still, I was enrolled in cosmetology back then. So I was able to work at a spa with, um, with my student enrolled license. So um, I worked there for 10 years and I finally got my aesthetics license. And I finally got my actual aesthetics license in 2006. So um, back then, here in Alabama, a master means um, first you can be become a managing esthetician. That they pretty much wiped all this kind of stuff out. But um, back then, you would become a managing esthetician. You had to work underneath a managing cosmetologist or a managing esthetician for a year, and then you could apply for your master's. And your master's basically just means that um, I had the ability to apprenticeship other, to offer others an apprenticeship, so without going to school. And do you do that now? Not currently. Um, I have two girls who I have apprenticed in my lifetime, um, and both of them have successful salons. So, you know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so I have that's like two awesome. students. But that's I have awesome. Two girls who I've trained in my, and I still call them my students also, um, mm -hmm. even if, you know, the, I haven't actually apprenticed them, but they, they've taken my class. So I have a lot of students out there, but I have two actual apprentices that I've um, taught. So tell us, every, everyone wants to know. So I, when I was trying to figure out this, you know, your technique, um, I did come across a Google. And if you put in who created the horseshoe wax, an article comes up that was written by uh, a writer from Australia, because mm -hmm. so many people were coming to you and you were doing trainings um, on your special technique. And so 
tell us about how how this all started like i know tell us about first of all tell us how you how the hell <laughs> did you come up with this because like i said i've been um, watching for 22 years and i've taken a lot of I, i've taken nine classes since this this year started so i'm constantly taking classes and until you, i saw your photos i have never seen anything like it and i do it i'm one of your students people don't know i'm one of jessica's students she's been training me virally i am scheduled to go out and do an in-person which will be all over we will be videoing you guys will see everything everything, everything. i'm preparing for it um and so i'm one of your students but how did you come up with this because it is fucking genius okay so um both of my parents are scientists so i was like i'm a product of nerds okay okay so everything to me is about probability okay so if i do something over and over and over again and i'm getting the same stupid outcome then something has to change in order to get a different outcome so after years of waxing you know client after client it's the same exact oh this hurts oh this is this um you know oh this is sensitive oh it's growing back too quick i literally started asking all of my clients thousands of questions so once i got down to about 10 questions i would ask my clients the same thing every single time did you take a shower before you came here because if you took a shower right before you came it's gonna fucking hurt there's nothing i can do about it it's gonna hurt okay if i um, if you had sex right last night before you came, it's going to fucking hurt. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay. So don't have sex within 24 to 48 hours before your wax. It'll hurt a whole lot less because there will be less irritation on the skin. Um, don't take a shower immediately before you go and get a wax because your skin needs that nice barrier there to help kind of protect your, your skin. That's what it does. Your skin is for protection. So, so you, you wanna... want the natural, or, and this is where people have like gone nuts yeah. on you. You want the natural, and we don't care about them. Um, we care about the estheticians that are listening. Um, right. So you want the natural oils on the skin. Is that what yes. the science behind it? Yes, yes. And you have, com um, you have compared it, Jessica, in the past to when you go and get your hair colored. Yeah, because, and you know, okay. I used to, I haven't gone in a long time, but I used to get my hair colored constantly. And if I've done it every single possible way you can do it, I've had relaxers put on my hair. I've had every, chemical processes. I've had tons of different treatments done to my hair, you know, being in beauty school all these years. So I've, I've done experiments. I've let people experiment on me. Whenever you have a natural barrier to protect your skin, it's not going to be as irritated. So yeah, you can wash your hair and go get a color done. We're not saying that it's not possible or that you, you can't or you shouldn't, but you're going to be like this the whole time because it's going to itch. And it's going to ir be irritating if you have if you don't and there's a natural barrier and your your hair is not necessarily dirty because i'm not encouraging people to be dirty okay if you take a shower pretty much daily and you have one day where you're not showering right before you go and have you know a, a, a something that's going to be very warm on the skin it doesn't even have to be warm like it won't even feel because heat 90% of the time, that's where clients are going to complain is heat initially. That's going to scare them, okay? The second that that product hits their skin and it's, it's at an above average temperature, it's going to startle them. So if their skin is not already sensitive, it's not going to be as startling. So it's like there's things that you can do to make your client have a better experience because for me, that's what's most important. Like, I don't – I wax buttholes for a living, okay? Right literally and physically so 
I want to make my job easier. So if I can get you in and out of here, I don't care if, you know, I assume everybody has a natural smell to them. So having somebody who's going to pay me $95, they're not going to stink. I don't have stinky, I don't have stinky clients. So don't charge $25 for a Brazilian and then you won't have to deal with stinky people because right. you're dealing with a different level of people. Now I get everybody wants to, you know, cater. They want to, okay, that's fine. You choose your clientele. <laughs> so, you know, right. you right. set the standard for what's to be expected. Right. Like, for me, I want people to, I want people to be like, you know, a Brazilian's not that bad. And that's, I feel like I really was the, the, the kind of the initial turnaround of Brazilians being not that bad. I mean, that, that's my opinion because, um, you know, that's kind of what I got tired of hearing. Like, I'd have people say, oh, I got to go get my soul snatched. It doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't, like, there's little things that you can do to change the whole entire outcome of your service. So, I, you know, I wanted to share my technique with other people because I wanted there to be an overall, you know, it's not that bad. Because if I, if somebody goes and gets a wax one time and you mess them up, that's it. They're not doing it again. So for me, it was important for more estheticians, you know, to know that it can be, it can be a whole lot easier. It doesn't have to be trauma. It just doesn't doesn't have to be. Right. And so your, um, your technique, um, the horseshoe wax technique. So I have a photo of it here. I (laughs) this is not the one I think that I originally saw, but did this happen? Did you come up with this by accident or because how did you get this? Just trial and error. I mean, it's Um, brilliant. And this is why I say it because I'm not even fully trained. You guys see me do post some photos. Um, I'm still working with Jessica. And like I said, I'm going out to Alabama to have her work and work with her one-on-one because that's how much I believe in her and her technique because the things that I've the so much that I've done of her technique, it hurts less, first of all. And second of all, um, it comes off easier. This, the pull is easier. So if you're an esthetician, you know what I'm talking about. The pull is easier. It sounds easier. So how did you come up with this? Um, okay. So it was basically, I don't want to necessarily say trial and error because it wasn't, it, it was never really trial and error for me. It was more so like, this is what makes sense because um, I, I, I had my very first Brazilian wax and it was, awful like it was one of the most painful things I've ever experienced in my whole entire life and so I literally was like there has to be an easier way to do this like first of all it needs to be quicker because I mean this we, we're talking about like it, it was so many strips like I, I think I got to a point where I was gonna pass out and I was sweating so I know that's number one um I know and I've, I can tell you this from different areas um i've had a lot of people like this powder and oil big debate that depends on your area okay so here in the south my clients it's hot in the winter time okay so we need to use powder to keep that area from sweating but you might be out on the west coast where it's a lot drier you might be in nevada so you might want to use oil so oil the powder i know that was off subject but that depends on where you are okay and that also depends on you know how much humidity is in your area because i do both so it depends on you know, if I have a client that comes in and they're ridiculously, you know, sweaty, I'm going to probably just go ahead and use oil. So I'm going to use an oil on, you know, already a moist area, which is going to give me a better removal. Okay. 
But as far as how I came up with the actual horseshoe itself, um, I sit down, okay? So I, I sit down whenever I wax. That's very important to me to sit down because you need to be at a more eye level with your client. So a lot of the removal had to do with me being at an eye level with my client and trying to figure out a way for the hairs to come out easier, okay? So angles have everything to do with the outcome of your, like a lot of people will look at my strips and my strip might've been exactly the same as yours, but it's me sitting down is what makes the difference in all of my hair coming out versus breaking it, okay? So um, I know a lot of us were taught to stand up. You need to start sitting down because that's gonna save your back. I could do 25 to 30 Brazilians a day if I needed to, I have before. Um, and sitting down is what is the game changer. So having an aesthetics bed, okay? I see a lot of people who are doing waxing on a, a massage table. That's why it's called a massage table because it's for massage. It is not for you to perform waxing, okay? Because the angles of the bed are not beneficial to you for a facial or a waxing service. Sure. You need to let your equipment help you instead of, you know, make your, you're not, you don't want to make your service more difficult. So you use your equipment to help you perform better services. So having an aesthetic table or an aesthetic bed gives you an incline because your clients need to, to have an incline so they don't feel nauseated. So that's number one, that's going to help, you know, lighten the feel of getting a wax. Um, little things, your room needs to be kind of dim when they first walk in, because if it's really lit up, they're going to look at everything and they're going to be freaking out. Okay. Um, give, explain to them exactly what you want them to do. Don't ever assume that they know what, what yes. needs to be done. Okay. Yes. When you walk in the room, your service starts from the time that they enter your, the business. So if you're, if you know, if, if you're waiting on your next client at the hallway, the second that you introduce your, yourself to your client immediately start compliments because that's going to help to relax them. Oh, you're, you, that's a really cute hairstyle. Those glasses are cute. Oh, those earrings are cute. Anything. Okay. The moment they enter your, your room, tell them exactly what you want them to do. I tell my clients specifically and exactly because I've walked in and they've been underneath my, my, you know, yeah. my waxing stuff. Like don't, don't ever assume your client knows what to do. Cause they don't, um, they will do everything that you tell them to do. So make sure that you're specific with your protocol. And um, that's about it. Am I rambling? I know. I was no, no. I I love I <laughs> love hearing you talk. I just love it. So, what in in your business? What has like been the biggest obstacles? I know that like you've finally started to receive some of the respect that I think you deserve. I mean, I think if you've been waxing, you've been waxing for twenty six years, and um, you've said this to me before, like. <laughs> People were, you said this to me once, you said, Libby, people are figuring out the algorithm while I was waxing 20 people a day. And mm -hmm. um, you have millions of views on your, um, on your horseshoe wax technique. Um, you teach in person, you teach online, you teach people all over the world on every continent. And so, um, I mean, I really do think that someday you will be in the lady. I think that you were just a trailblazer um, in our industry. And, but what has like been the biggest obstacle with, like you, okay, so a couple of years ago, one of your photos went viral, right? Mm -hmm. well, no, okay, so, okay, so actually, okay, so my YouTube channel went crazy viral, right? But I never ever posted my face because like, I did. I mean, I'm just not really an, I don't know, it's, I've never been like a 
you know, nobody gets this except my clients. Okay. So like, it, this is what people knew online was, you know, my hands. So um, my, my YouTube went insane. Like I actually hit like a million views in one day on one of my videos, which I feel like after I Googled it is technically going viral. So if you hit a million views in one day, you went viral. Okay. So I went viral, right? Well, um, went viral. My channel was just, and, and this is another thing as far as advice. I have a lot of people who are like, how do you monitor your YouTube? You don't. Okay. If you have people from all over the world making nasty comments, let them talk there. You're not, you're not there to monitor all of that stuff. That's what's going to make your channel go viral. Okay. So you need the, you need the good with the bad. So whatever they're talking about, you just don't respond to that. Ignore that. Let them do what, what they're there to do. They're there to get your channel going viral. Okay. So don't ever try to, don't ever try to monitor that stuff because you can't. But um, my channel went insane. And um, of course, it was very controversial. Uh, the first thing people do is say, that's not the way you do it. Well, that's not the way you do it because right. this is my technique. So, you know, this is not the way that you do it. That's not the way that you were taught because the way I was taught didn't work either. So, um, you know, that's, 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 as soon as my YouTube went viral, um, it was very discouraging. Oops. Can y'all still hear me? One of my things fell out. No, yeah, um, we can hear you. Okay. It was very discouraging because, like, um, my video was flagged a million times for pornography. And I'm like, dude, this is not pornography. This is education. I've got, I, I did everything right. I put that I was there for education. And it was still, you know, pornography, pornography. And then I would send them back their list of, you know, rules where I was not breaking any rule because this, you know, I feel like a Brazilian is educational. And if you, you know, find anything sexual about it, then you might need therapy. But, um, you know, for me, it was like, I didn't care. I was going to fight it. And I did. And I won my channel back like three or four times and they took it away three or four times. I'm banned on YouTube. Like, okay. So technically I'm banned on YouTube. Right. So I had to get a whole nother phone because whenever I signed up for my second YouTube channel, they were like, nope, we already know that this is you and your band. So I had to get a whole nother phone just to put a separate email that was not affiliated. And with an iPhone, it affiliates everything. So this has been a real struggle just trying to keep my YouTube open. And it's very, it's okay. So I'm going to get controversial, but that's what y'all like, right? You like controversy. <laughs> okay. So I have still not, well, I kind of figured out why my YouTube channel got so much um, hate, I'm gonna, I guess I would say, because it baffles me that there is so much nudity on YouTube that has never been an issue on YouTube, because um, you can go right now, and th even their thumbnails, like the thumbnails will be like a whole cooch, just you know, there, and it's been a video that's been there for like 10 or 15 years, so that was kind of baffling to me, but most of my videos were women of color, so I don't know if YouTube doesn't like, you know, certain videos, um, I really don't know, because I even kind of did a test where I had one of my BB dub ladies, and I completely covered her up, okay, so there was no nudity in the video, and it still got flagged, so I'm like, this is, this, is, this is consistently not making any sense. Because there again, probability, I, I try to figure things out. So, you know, if um, I post a video that's a problem, I try to figure out what the problem is. Then I, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but 
any of you ever been to my YouTube channel, I actually have a video that shows full nudity. And it's, um, it's a client that looks more like me. And we don't have any problems with that video. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's awful. Um, Chandra, who's um, a, also a leader in the skincare industry, said um, she posted here, that's usually due to jealousy and competition reporting, which, as you know, this industry can be absolutely ugly, um, which, you know, I've been called a lot of really interesting names the last uh, few years since I've had a Facebook group, um, mostly from people that are upset that I won't promote their side hustle. Um, yeah. and just to be clear, um, I do have a Facebook group with a lot of people in it. And I also know a lot of people cause I'm also a makeup artist and I've been doing this for a minute, but I only post and promote people that either I've taken their class. I know them professionally or I know them mm -hmm. professionally from another professional. And like, I want everyone to have a side mm -hmm. hustle, like go ahead do your side hustle. It's just, I can't endorse it if I don't know you because then people come back and they're like, this machine broke and I never got the sweatshirt and all this stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I know, I know how that, how that is. So yeah, I, um, your technique is pretty awesome. Do you do it on everyone? Yes. And I see that a lot. The, the, every time, like I, if I, if I see, you know, a picture of somebody who performed, you know, I'm going to say a similar service to mine, because unless I actually trained you, you're not doing it the way that, I mean, because I didn't train you, but um, I, I can actually tell what they're doing wrong, and it's such simple things, and so it's like, you know, I love that people are, you know, more open to trying different techniques. I love that, but I really would like for people to learn how to do it before they just experiment, because I try to make like my training as available as possible. Like literally, you know, an online demo to an online class to an in-person training. And I do lifetime mentorship. So once you take my class, I have girls who, you know, there's no limits to what I do for them. Like literally I have two or three girls right now who are opening salons and I'm bartering, you know, contracts with their equipment. So it doesn't just stop with the technique, you know. Um, I've been well, and I think that's the difference between like a real educator um, mm -hmm. in our industry and someone who just wants to sell stuff real quick, which there's a lot right. of companies. They're mostly right. big companies. But like, yeah, like that means that when you take a class with Jessica and you're stuck <laughs> or you have a challenge, you text her and she gets back to you and says, do mm -hmm. ABC. And that's what you really mm -hmm. need, especially in this industry because there's so many, so many different variables with, with what can go on. So exactly. um, something else that I think is really interesting is um, you formulated your own CBD wax and powder, which I'm dying to get my paws on. So how did you do that? Okay. So yesterday was actually the anniversary. I should have shared the post, but um, okay. So I started, I, I got sick of, um, I got sick of consistency changes in the products that I was using. Um, and I, I can tell because I've been using it the same. I'm very consistent. So whenever I find a product I like, I don't even explore. I don't care if it's pink or if it's cute. If it works, it works. So um, whenever I, I use Serapil for years and years and years and years, and um, the, 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 the consistency of it just started to get different. So yeah. like I wasn't able to get the same um, results. And so I, I didn't like that. 
so um, I was like, you know, there's got to be a, there's got to be, you know, something I can do. So I contacted the company a couple times and I just could never really get, I could never really get a straightforward answer because, you know, they kind of more so only deal with wholesale vendors. So I could never really get any type of one-on-one response. So for me, it was like, I know what I'm looking for in my wax. So why would I not just, you know, figure this out? So my dad, I've told him before, nerd, chemist. So um, I was like, we got to figure out what's in this wax because I feel like I can do it better. So, um, you know, he literally helped me kind of formulate um, and get the actual breakdown. Now, I, I figured out the ingredients, but he figured out the, the right amounts of each ingredient in order to get the consistency that I wanted. Because um, with my wax, um, it's the consistency. Like, it, there is no wax out there that gives you a better consistency because it dries really quick, but it stays kind of like a kind of a rubbery type texture. And whenever I, um, CBD like exploded. Okay. So CBD to me, after using it personally, I was like, this is the best damn ingredient. And why is this not in everything? So then, um, I just started putting it in everything. So I was like, we're going to put, we're going to put CBD in everything. So whenever I added the CBD element, it kind of took away that sting that's normally associated after the removal. So there's going to always be that kind of like moment where it's like, ooh, ooh, you know, and it's kind of scary, but I wanted to eliminate that just that very quick little moment of steam and it does. So I put um, the CBD in my, in my wax, I put the CBD in my powder and I've also put the CBD in my oil. So I actually have a full product line. I don't really promote it very much, um, but I sell a lot of it locally. Like I sell CBD pain cream, brightening oils. I I sell a full line and I don't really promote it on the internet because I don't, because I would, I would, I don't have somebody making it for yeah. me. I make all of my products myself. So okay. unless there's a vendor out there that wants to sign with me and then take over all my formulas, then it's just going to be available locally. For a right. Long, so I don't have time for it. But right. It literally just got to a point where my clients were asking me about, I don't like, I don't even want to recommend something unless I've used it personally or I know the ingredients. And so um, real quick, short story why I started creating a lot of my products. So I had a product that I used for years and it, the ingredients were in French. Don't know French. Took it to my dad. I was like, I want to, I want to copy this. I want to make this what's in it. And that's whenever I was, you know, introduced to the ethanol propylene glycol. And I'm like, Oh my God, why are we putting this in everything? So to me, it's like, that's an unnecessary ingredient. It's just trying to make the product spreadability better. Mm-hmm. We don't need to do that. Um, that's probably what's causing cancer and everything. So I decided to, offer the same exact products but without the enhancers and um that was kind of where i am now <laughs> how long have you been, how long have you been using your own line um it's been four years yesterday was uh four years yesterday and everything has been a trial because like ordering some of these ingredients and having some of this stuff come from all over the world like i didn't even sometimes i didn't even know what i was ordering i was like what is this you know and i had amazon like what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing in there? And then the CBD would come and, you know, even though it's of course legal, I'd have my post people walk into the door like, Jessica, what is this? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Right. So So you make all your own, you formulate all your own wax as well. Okay. I have a manufacturer of my wax now. 
Um, the, the recipe, the actual formula is my original formula, but, um, no, I do not package my wax myself. Um, that's outsourced. So, um, no, but my, I'm looking for a source in America and I think we even talked about that at one point, but, um, right now my, um, all of my wax is made in Italy. So, you know, I love it. The, the Italian it'd be easier if it was made in America. So, right. But. Right. Definitely. That's so, that's so awesome. So what's next for you in the big picture? Do you have big plans coming up for us? Yes. Okay. So I'm back traveling. Uh, um, it took, you know, 26 years in this industry for me to finally get a new car, but I still got a humble car. I didn't get a Porsche or anything like, you know, <laughs> what's expected. Um, but um, I did finally get a new car. So I will be back. I've always rented. So if you're renting cars to travel, just stop. It's a car note. Just get a car. <laughs> Buy a new car. You deserve it. Um, so that's that's about it. I'm I'm going to be traveling. Um, I was doing tons of traveling, you know, pre-pandemic. Uh, I was in a different I was in a different state almost every weekend. But um, that's my plans for right now. So not only to just offer my in-person trainings here at my salon in Mobile, Alabama, um, for anybody who was wondering. Um, but um, to actually get back out there and, and you know, because you can't really fly. Like, I have to bring my whole salon with me because I can't really just, like, I even need my chair. I have to sit in my chair whenever I'm waxing, so I can't even, like. Oh, walk. I feel like you should do, like, a tour and then end up in San Diego. I would host you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just. I have a new car. I yeah, I think you are just, I mean, and what I've done of your technique is, like, incredible. Um, I just, yeah, I can't say enough good things about you and yeah, look at Chandra would host you in LA. She's a friend of mine, Orange County. You would sell <laughs> out like in a second. How, so if someone does want to hire you for, um, in-person training in their state, how many people do we need to sign up? Um, typically, okay. So typically I would say between about four, four minimum, um, mm -hmm. and I don't have a maximum. So, um, four minimum training. I, I don't mind bigger classes, but um, I, I like for my smaller classes to have a minimum of four because we need to, it's very, very hands-on. So you will be getting a wax, you will be performing a wax. And I've had a lot of students here lately who are like, no, I don't want to get it. You have to get a wax. There is no way around it. You have to know what it feels like so you know how to perform it. You need to know that that hurts. So we don't want to do it like that. We want to do it like this. And you need to firsthand feel what it's supposed to feel like. So um, that's, you know, minimum of four. That way everybody can wax each other. I bet so. we could find a chair in your, in San Diego that you could borrow for your class. So you could fly out here. I mean, it would sell out. Oh, cool. I have a space. Okay. Um, and Chandra has places in LA and Orange County. So I'm going to send you her. She's a friend of mine. Um, I would love to host you out here. Um, yeah. I just, I just, I just like everything about you. So how can people follow you? How can we take your class online? What is the, um, what is, what is, what is the deal? How can people follow okay. you? I am Jessica Wax Day Spa everywhere. Everywhere. Um, everywhere. On every platform, TikTok. Um, what else? What am I on? I'm, Isn't I'm it? on Twitter, but I'm not really on Twitter. So, but I'm I'm everywhere. YouTube, um, 
Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans. And a lot of people do, let me plug that real quick. So a lot of people ask me about why I have OnlyFans because it's a struggle to teach classes um, and be able to get a nudity clearance, okay? Because I can't teach somebody online unless you get a very close-up view of what I'm doing. And um, OnlyFans was a platform. So that's the only reason that um, I... Right. Okay. So I don't have any issues. So, um, and I do a lot. I do on, if you want to do like an online one-on-one um, and I like OnlyFans because it keeps our, it keeps all of our trainings in our messages. So it's, you know, although it kind of got like a bad rap, I, I was the first esthetician. So they did send me an email, but I was the very first person that used their platform for something other than what it was <laughs> intentionally uh-huh. used for. <laughs> That's so, awesome. I love that. Okay, so wait, I know that you have clients come in, and so I just have one more one more topic that you and I both, I swear, when I see your stuff, I'm like, she is just like me, like she is like my younger sister. Um, <laughs> so you and I have um, a similar view on Brazilians in that we don't think they should be done in five minutes, even mm-hmm. though we can do them in five minutes. So can you just speak mm-hmm. to the people that are listening that are seeing like these gimmick, in my opinion, just my opinion, um, these gimmick, I, I find it gimmicky, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, come learn to do a wax in five minutes. Because really, people that have been doing this for a while know that that speed comes with with experience and practice. So can you just speak to that for a second? Okay. I kind of feel like this came about because um, I, I, okay. I book my sessions. My, my Brazilians are booked in 30 minute intervals Me because too. it's going to be about 15 minutes of actual waxing because I kind of talk to my client for a second. So I'm not just like, you know, and they're done. So right. like, um, we actually kind of have a little bit of a conversation. I could definitely speed it up and I could do a full Brazilian hands down in seven minutes. Okay. If there, if there's no communication, I'm just waxing. Okay. Seven minutes. Um, I could do a full Brazilian in three minutes if I just put everything on there and snatched it off because I've done that before too because I wanted to see if I could do it and I can um but the, the outcome was horrible okay so I did that I just covered the whole entire thing and I snatched the whole entire thing off and she got really really bad ingrowns okay so I knew that that was not that was not the way to do it okay I did not want to literally be the creator of another issue whenever my whole purpose of my technique was to eliminate the possibilities of ingrowns like I don't have a like my people beg for ingrown videos I don't have yeah. ingrown videos because my clients do not have fucked up skin okay like I'm sorry they just don't so I teach them how to take care of it you know in between if I have a client with an ingrown, typically it's because of an HS issue or it's because of something that's beyond my control, okay? Um, and I do treat that, okay? I do treat that because that's a whole other story we'll talk about that later. But um, no, do not do a Brazilian in five minutes. Yes, it can be done. Why, though? Because right. to me, that's kind of like if you're that esthetician that does something just because you can, and it's not necessarily about the integrity of your client's skin, then yes. you're in the wrong field because skin is our top, our top priority. Okay. Like I created my clientele off of facials. Like I did facials first. So skin is priority to me. So, um, you know, 
I have clients that come in here all the time and I know, I know if, if this is a week's worth of growth, I know if this is yeah. two weeks worth of growth and they're oh, no, Jessica, it's two weeks. No, it's not. And I'm not going to wax you because yep. it's going to break. So yeah, it'll be kind of bald for maybe two or three days. But whenever you come to me, I want to guarantee you two to three weeks, if not four weeks of it being smooth. Okay. Because that's the whole reason like clients come to me every six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, not every two weeks or three weeks, which I know is a totally different protocol with sugaring. So we're not talking about sugar. We're talking about hard wax, but, um, that was what was priority for me was my clients not having all those issues. My clients, you know, they don't ever, it doesn't itch whenever it grows back. My clients don't have discoloration issues because um, I teach them how to prevent all of that, which I kind of feel like a five minute Brazilian or anything less than that is almost like the setup because now they're going to pay you for a, a vajayshul. Now, I get it. I think I don't do them personally, but y'all like it. Do it. That's y'all. Um, but um, if I see an ingrown, I mean, that's even included in my 15-minute Brazilian, you know, because we're getting, we're getting that out. So I think that's where it kind of came in was competition. Like, I called my wax the 15-minute Brazilian because I was proud of myself because I get clients in and out in 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden, I saw the 7-minute Brazilian. And then I saw the 5-minute Brazilian. And let me tell you, I let me tell you, you ask your client, do you want to be waxed in 5 or 7 minutes? And they will say no. They don't want to be handled like a piece of meat. They really don't. They don't want to be in here for an hour unless they're getting a facial in here, but they okay. don't want to be in here in five minutes. It makes mm -hmm. them feel like a number. This is mm -hmm. not super cuts. So mm -hmm. one more question, because I know you have a big day. And Actually, I she keeps texting me. My client is a hairdresser. So oh, she does? Pushing, she's just pushing me out. So it's fun. Um, oh, now I forgot my question. What was my question? Um, I've had so many things that I've wanted to talk to you. So, um, Morgan, talk to, <laughs> talk to you about um, the seven million. Your client screaming for you. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> darn it. Oh, this is what I want to say. What do you have to say to the younger, or not even younger, any age esthetician that's out there that wants to go on their own and they want to be like you? Like, what's like a couple things, couple, couple words of wisdom that you could give them? Because I know there's a lot of people watching this right now that work for big chains and they, they have to do Brazilians in 15 minutes, which is great training to work for those companies. Um, obviously, Jessica and I work for ourselves so we can do make more rules. But what do you have to say to those people out there that are like, God, I can't wait to go on my own, but like, I don't know how I'm ever going to do it. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I've never worked for a chain. I got hired by a chain, but uh, I don't know. I got the weird, I, I got, I didn't get the right vibes whenever I applied for a chain. So um, I've always, you know, before I worked for myself, I was a commission based employee. Um, me too. And so for me, it was like, you know, it was, I wanted, I wanted to do like 50 people a day. If I could do 50 people a day back then, because it was like, you know, I, I was, I was hungry, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was hungry. Like I'm still hungry. Don't get me wrong. But, um, I don't know. It was like, I just don't, 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 don't look at social media. Okay. That's what you really don't need to do. <laughs> don't look at social media and think because this person has 50,000 followers and you know, they get a million likes on all of their look. Whenever we talk about actual ratios, let's think about something. They have 2.3 million followers, right? But they're getting 1500 likes 
on their post. So that's really not that many people, okay? Because if I've only got 10,000 followers, but I'm getting 700 likes, my odds are already better, okay? So it's always, for me, it's always quality over quantity, okay? So don't ever let those numbers distract you. The only numbers you need to focus on is your, your analytics at the end of your month. Those are the numbers that matter, okay? And you, yeah, because, and you need to figure out how many clients you need a month to make your numbers. Like for me, yeah. I, to make the numbers I want, I only need 40 clients a week. I don't need mm-hmm. 40,000 a week, right. you know? So and that's retention. Yes. Get your retention right because y'all wouldn't have a lot of the issues that you have if you were more catering to the clients who are already on your book. Because I'm going to tell y'all what I don't like, okay? And it kind of bothers me. Whenever y'all, like, I get it, cancellation policies, nobody wants their time to be wasted. You need to get to a point when somebody cancels, you were like, thank God I get to eat a Snickers. Yep. Okay? Call my mom. Not, yep. not, I'm fixing to charge her $95 for not showing up, asshole, because you're an asshole. That makes you an asshole. So now you, who, who's the bigger person? Okay? You could have ate a Snicker, and then you wouldn't have even been hangry. Okay? So, like get over it like a lot of that comes with like nobody wants their time wasted i don't like it whenever you waste my time but guess what if you waste my time you don't get it again okay like and that's period like if you 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 don't show up for me then (laughs) i'm not gonna wax you and i promise anything that you go do out there is never gonna be the experience you would have had here so get in a different like and let me tell you something else let me tell you something else that i've done i know that y'all are trying to wrap this up i had a client one time people lie okay people lie i had a client and she didn't show up. Well, I'm the type of person, like, I'm worried. Like, does something happen? Because, like, why would you not show up? So when I called her, you know, she's like, oh, my God, my husband is in a car accident. And I'm like, oh, my God, absolutely. You know, I'm so sorry that happened, right? So then she shows up a couple months later. What do you think the first thing I, first thing I said? How's your husband? She's like, fine. Why? I'm like, remember the wreck? What wreck? People laugh, okay? Do you think that I was like, girl the the wreck you told me about that you're like no you know what i did i waxed her and you know what she does she still pays me okay so i'm not going to ruin a relationship with somebody because people lie that's what they do okay but now you know who you're dealing with so okay like give sometimes like i look at it like you know i have i'm i'm human i might have a day where i don't feel good so i might have to cancel my whole entire day i don't want those same people to get you know mad at me whenever I have to cancel on them. So I'll give them the same respect. It's life. Stuff happens, you know? Yeah. Like, start giving people the benefit of the doubt before you just kick your money out the door. Because that little 45 55 $85, that would, that would have been it. Now you made 85 bucks and you're not going to make another dollar off them again. Whereas if you could have been the bigger person, you'd still get a, an income. You'd, that would have that still been, you know, money coming in. So get off your high horse. Okay, that's that's my advice. Get off your high horse and don't rush it, which I think is good advice because I think a lot of people want to come and start right out of school and it's a lot. It's Mm -hmm. a lot. And you really, really need that practice and nothing, nothing replaces experience and getting your hands Mm -hmm. on skin. And so there's nothing wrong with working for someone else. Nothing at all. Another thing. Okay. So both, I have two salons on this, my same street, right? I had a third one, but that got out of hand. Um, that was too many locations. Okay, so don't overwhelm yourself. But also, my salons 
I still like I've upgraded from time to time, but everything in here came from Goodwill. Okay. I'm not trying to, but I charge. I'm the most expensive in my whole entire area. And I'm sitting in a chair that I got from Goodwill. Okay. Because to me, it was about making my space comfortable, but I didn't want everything to be so brand new that they didn't even want to sit down. Okay. Don't overdo it. Like you can open a, a shop with, you know, you don't have to have all the newest, cutest equipment, Absolutely. all the newest, coolest furniture and all that kind of stuff. You don't need, like, don't overwhelm yourself because that's what a lot of people make mistakes is they're like, their eyes get really big and they want to buy all this stuff. I, there's still equipment that I want to buy, but I'm not going to until my, you know, until that cycle happens. But you don't have to, like, you don't have to do all that. This is the beauty industry. I'm here to make you beautiful, okay? I'm here to make you feel beautiful and make you literally look beautiful not for my shop to be so amazing and so beautiful okay because like oh totally you should see my first space this is my second space my first space was a complete dump <laughs> complete dump yeah my first space was not pretty at all i was embarrassed of it but it was a start so you just gotta start somewhere my stuff was all used too. all my equipment when i first started was i had bought from other estheticians there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that i still all. have the same equipment i have okay let me tell you all this I have a um, a towel cabinet from 25 years ago. Still works. But the plastic brand new one that I got off of Amazon like two or three years ago does not. So, you know, whenever you get good equipment, it doesn't have to be beautiful. It's, it just it still works. Like, it works. We're getting a little tour of your space right now. I'm freezing. I'm trying to find what all air conditioners are turned on. <laughs> oh, do y'all want a quick tour? Okay, yeah. I'll give y'all a quick tour. Okay, start from the out. Okay, so let me turn this around. So this is like my little product area here. Um, those are some of our little, whatever you call those things, slimmer things. This is Morgan. Hi, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. um, this is like my little waiting area. Here's my I love desk. it. Um, this is my room, so it's a whole vibe in my room. I love it. Um, this is my room. Then in here I have our sauna. Oh. Pod. Then this back here is our med laser room, which this is the most incredible machine I've ever, ever had in my whole entire career, which is the Invisared. It's amazing. So this is med laser in here. Um, back here, we have like the microcurrent, the cavitation machines, the red light therapy, same thing over here. Um, just two beds. Then this is my lash girl's room. So this is her lashes back in here. And that's it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, is there anything else you want to say, my dear, before I let you get started with your day? No, y'all are amazing. Um, reach out um, if ever you have questions, because I may not have all the answers, but um, I know a lot. So and if it's something I don't know, I will figure it out. I promise. <laughs> I promise I'll figure it out. So, And they can find information on your training on your website, correct? Yes, um, and my website is waxdayspa.com with two D's because it's waxed, W-A-X-D, day, D-A-Y, spa. So even though I'm just a wax day spa, it's 
waxed. <laughs> okay, so. All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much. Have a fantastic day and I will talk yeah, to you okay. soon. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.